filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here. For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Dusty, we have to breathe! Minute by minute. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me next to me is Kelly Mays, MS. Oh, thank you. That's a better way. Is that better? To introduce well, that. It's on my mind because, uh, well, your contributions to the science field are being uh, sought out after again. <laughs> uh, so I Not- figure we should talk about your uh, your master's experiment in uh, in Indiana when you were at Purdue. They, they don't want anything from me other than my data. Which you had to create. <laughs> you had to uh, obtain via airplane. I did. That was nauseating. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Threw up in a lot of Ziploc bags during that uh, little stint in grad school for a few years. But done and done and moving on. Well, uh, I... I- I always, when, when people ask her when it comes up, you know, we talk about the, the our history together and, and especially if it has to do with education. I, obviously, I know you got a Bachelor's of Science. Is it technically in atmospheric chemistry or is it the generic atmospheric science? I believe my degree says atmospheric science. Okay, that's what I thought. But your, like, discipline and focus while there was technically atmospheric chemistry. Correct. I was... Um my professor was the head of the chemistry department for the latter portion of my um, time at Purdue. It was um, Dr. Paul Shepson, who's now at um, SUNY. Do you know which which one he's at? Like, is he he's he, the director for all of the state universities in New York, or is he at Oswego? Or he lives on Long Island now. Okay, I don't know what what, what don't maybe know. maybe it's um, SUNY Long Island. I don't know. Don't know all the different I, ones. I don't know. Um, he is very distinguished in his field. Um, so he is. He was the director of the chemistry department at Purdue for a while, um, and then. He, but his his focus and his contributions have always been towards um, climate change and the atmospheric chemistry associated with that discussion. So greenhouse gases and um, chemistry that happens on ice crystals, which I use today to try to stop our kids from eating the snow. <laughs> um, well. Linking this to TikTok conversations we yes. saw a few weeks ago or last month even, the I believe a meteorologist saying, please stop licking icicles that form yes. on your house because of all the stuff that is raining down from your roof while it's melting and refreezing, such as bird crap, yep. among other things. Yes. <laughs> please don't do that. Right. 
There's a lot of chemistry that happens on the surface of ice. Um, it may look very clean and white, and not all the chemistry is going to hurt you. And clearly, I was a child once, and right. I We've ate- We've all eaten snow. I've eaten plenty of snow. I've licked plenty of icicles. But when I see my children doing it, I feel the need to say, please don't. And survival so. PSA, if you find yourself in the snow, do not drink it for water. You're using more energy to melt the snow right. than you can the benefits you're going to get out of it. Try to melt it externally, and then it's fine to drink as water. But please don't eat snow thinking you're hydrating yourself. Right. You're doing more harm kind than good. Kind of counterintuitive, but yeah, yes. don't do that. Um, so to close out this little mini tangent to start the episode, um, what did Dr. Shepson tell you recently? Oh, he said that uh, I was – I can't remember what he said in his email, that I was very intelligent. He was – I don't remember. Did I he had you? a lot of praise for you. Yes. Um, and I mean, this is coming from a man you haven't seen in person in what, almost 12 years. We're Facebook friends. I said in person. Okay. We're Facebook <laughs> I didn't friends. say like you you don't like see each other, you know, digitally. I'm just saying you haven't seen him in 12 years. Yeah. Um, but he's pretty significant in his field and he had a lot oh, of nice things to say about you. And anytime he has to reach out to you. Um, to talk to you about your project and, and the data and everything involved, uh, everything is ooh, spammers call coming in. Yikes! Um, he's very, very um, high on you. Yes, he. I he, think he would have liked you to get a doctorate. Oh, he told me he tried to convince me to do that, but I had I don't think, and I'm sure you would agree that I could have mentally handled what it takes to get a doctorate. I could barely mentally handle what it took to get my master's and not the schoolwork part of it. I was fine. I had a good grasp and understanding of what my project was and the classes I took. It just caused such extreme anxiety. No, you're, I just don't think I could handle another five years. I think you could have done it. And especially, um, the educational part, you would have done it no problem. But you're right. It, it would have been an anxious process for sure. But I feel like a little bit of, is it Highlander would come into play? There could only be one. There could only be one Dr. Ross <laughs> in the family. So Well, I would have been Dr. Mays by the time oh, that's I was true. done there. That's so. true. Well, I mean, when you were in school, though, you were still technically Dr. Technically. Would, uh, uh, Ross. So My uh, master's thesis, though, does say Kelly Mays on it prior right. to us getting married because technically yeah. I graduated after we got married. Right. My graduation ceremony, like which I didn't go to, was oh, in August. We were out. We were back here in Pennsylvania when that was happening. Right. Um, but so yeah. Right. They mailed me my diploma. So I am technically Kelly <laughs> yes. M.S. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was always, it was fun, um, the day of your events, listening to all the people, all your advisors and Dr. Shepson talking about how much work went into it. It's more than they usually see for a master's. And we went ahead and called it a masterate as a, Mm -hmm. a mixture of a master's and a, and a doctoral uh, thesis. So do you remember the shit show that was that week? Oh, that was a shit show of all shit shows for us. Yes. Trying for you to defend your your well, master's I was thesis. Finishing that up, we were packing to move back to Pennsylvania. We found that cat. Yes. Dude, um, right? Dude and uh had to call animal control to come get him since our apartment apartment didn't allow. Our apartment didn't allow cats, cats and, and they then, didn't send animal control though. They sent a police officer to come get him who was allergic to cats. Yes. Uh who was very friendly though. 
yeah, nice yeah. guy. But I, I couldn't mentally handle at that moment, like caring for a stray cat. And also I, the next day in the morning, I was supposed to defend my master's thesis. And then I also had pink eye that week. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I had to defend my thesis. With glasses. With glasses, which I realized as a non-glasses, non-context, like you've never needed anything for your eyes. So nope. you don't know the annoyance. The one body part that is perfect on me. When you have to wear glasses for something like that, when you are not used to wearing your glasses all the time, because it is, it does affect like, yes, it's, it's the same thing that, you know, I, they, it corrects my vision, but it doesn't correct it in the same way that my contacts correct Correct. Subtle differences. Right. And so just everything looking slightly visually off to me when I had to defend my master's thesis, not to mention like standing in a group of people and realizing that I had pink eye and that my eyes looked red and irritated and hmm. all of that. Um, I just remember because we wanted to get out of there and get home. <laughs> um, a homesickness part of it, but a lot of it had to do with we had a wedding to prepare for. You know, we're getting married in like three weeks. Also, like, let's get out of here before they change my mind and tell me that I can't graduate. <laughs> we kept moving up the day. Like, I had to keep calling the moving truck company mm-hmm. to be like, hey, can we move this up? Can we move this up? And then we surprised our families because we stopped at your home, um, you know, two-thirds of the way uh, to, to my parents' home. And we got to surprise everyone being early and everything. Well, I so. think one of the reasons that we had initially thought we would need more time is they, I thought – I was expecting more edits to my thesis. I thought I was going to need a few days, but people had very few changes. Yeah, a few requests. So I was able to get them done really quickly and and send it out for binding and and everything. And um, yeah, I, I can't say I really enjoyed my time in grad school. Um, and it, it was not the people. Doctor Shepson was a great. Um, advisor. I liked the other people in the lab that I was in because I was technically a student in the atmospheric science department, but because my professor was in the chemistry department, my advisor, I was in a chemistry lab in the chemistry building. I liked the people in there. Uh, but, um, you know, after you've been at Penn State for four years, even when you go to another Big Ten school, it's just not the same. Right. Well, it, you it's know, funny. It's just not Penn State. We were told, though, by a few people that don't do your graduate degree at the same place you did your undergrad, at right. least in terms of Penn State, because the graduate degree process is so different than the undergrad that it, you don't want it to taint that school. Right. I'm, I'm glad I didn't do my master's at Penn State. It's not that I would have changed it. It's just that I didn't love it. I don't think I would have loved it anywhere. There was nowhere that I was going to go that I was going to love the master's. Just because of the amount process. of pressure and the anxiety it was a lot. aspect. It was a lot. Indiana was cold. It smelled weird all the time. Yeah. The only but, plus side was we had some pretty sweet, severe weather. Yeah. And we talked about that on this yeah. show all about um, our quasi-brushes with tornadic activity. I think we – I mean, we've heard the sirens a lot. One, they tested them once a month, I believe. And I think th- we had three tornado touchdowns within like five to ten miles of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a couple of them, I think, were within two or three miles. But yep. we always were farther away than we would have been if we would have been at the apartment. Like we yeah. were downtown, it was close to the apartment. Or we were at the apartment when it was closer to downtown. Which is funny because it makes it sound like we did a lot of stuff where like we didn't have money to do no, things. No, we just we, – yeah. We were pretty broke. I mean, as you expect to be. 
right out Which of is college. another reason that I didn't want to extend my time in graduate school. I was ready to get a job and actually start, like, start making money, saving money and not just, you know, can we afford gas now or should we wait? <laughs> you know, like, it's nice just to yeah, not stuff. have to forage for a change to... Yeah. Although they had a nice gym at that apartment complex. They did. They did. And we met cool people there. Yeah. Um, neighbors and and staff. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I have fond, fond memories of being out there. Yeah. I It was the, the process that was arduous. But the people, the professor, the other students in my lab were great. Like, I, I wouldn't not recommend Purdue to anybody. It's just... I bet as an undergrad, you'd probably enjoy any school you went to oh, more. Oh, completely, 100%. I think Amy would probably agree, agree with her time, too. Like, if she compared her time at Pitt to her time at Georgia State, she would probably say right. she enjoyed Pitt more. I did, but bachelor's degrees, undergrad programs are just more laid back yeah. than, than, than master's and doctoral programs. I mean, we've always, to be said, expected. we've always said that we would do Penn State four years again in a heartbeat, oh but not gosh, change yeah. anything. Just right. do it the exact same way all over, over again. again, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, should right. we watch a uh, minute 56? Oh, that's what this podcast yeah, is. Yeah, right, huh? exactly. Sorry. All right. You started it. No, I did, but it's it's fun to reminisce and put out there um the expert expertise that you have. So, mm-hmm. um let's watch and listen to minute 56 of Twister. See that brush right in front of you? Uh, yeah, we see the brush. What's beyond that? Beyond what? Beyond what? The brush. Beyond the brush. Bearded lady, what? Oh, um, it's the highway. It's the highway. Where's the road, rabbit? Yeah, where's the road, man? Should be any moment. You're insane, Joe. What are you trying to do? Get somebody killed? Oh, really, Jonas? It was so nice of you to stop back there and make sure we were on our... It was very considerate okay, of you okay, to see okay, 10 people right, on the side of the road and not stop. Channel clear. Dirtbag. We're going to have to get off of this road. This is no time to guess, right? All right, so that is minute 56 of the film. It's a, it's a fun minute bringing to a head the last uh, two episodes we discussed about them leaving Wakita and Aunt Meg's and heading towards this system, which was some mile some miles away. But we're finally getting to uh, the point of finishing uh, the chase around, you know, through Bob's Road and mm-hmm. all that, uh, the fun antics associated with... Uh, them driving and focusing on Rabbit and his navigating. Um, so there's a few things I want to point out, but is there anything specific you wanted me to jump to, or should we just go through it, you know, second by second? And, and... I can go through it. That's okay. Fine. So we start here at the beginning with fuzzies the fuzzies on this blanket. <laughs> yeah, we see the brush. What's beyond that? Beyond what? <laughs> is he just being but, facetious there? No, or? I mean he looks super serious when he says it. Beyond what? It's like. Have we not been having a conversation about where are we going? What happens next? I still hate Joe's super 90s sunglasses. I'm just pointing that out there. Even though I'm pretty sure I had a pair exactly like that in the 90s because yeah, that was the style. But The sign of the time. So that time. doesn't come back. I want like a, a gif of uh, them c- 
leaving the field with there being a brick wall <laughs> and one with a bearded lady. Yeah. Like just everything that he mentions here. Uh, but I, I also like here, and we're going to hear it. He doesn't even know. Yeah. Well, and this part confuses me because they're, they're driving sudden, through brush, then all of a sudden they're in a cornfield again. Well, I, I think you're, there's obviously a passage of time. Like we saw previously or at the very beginning of this minute, they um, they were in a field like that, but like a path had been cut down by like the farmer or whatever. So I assume they just that path ended and they just continued to drive straight through. I don't know. It's super funny just to see them go from regular roads to side roads to dirt roads to a farmer's path to his field. Yeah, I'd be pissed though as that farmer. Well, like, Don't drive your caravan through my corn. And that was something I wanted to bring up here. How do you think they were able to secure that? Were they just, did you just throw money at an Oklahoma farmer? Like filming it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Like, just like, hey, we want to drive through this. But also, like, if they don't get it on that first take, oh, we're going to have to do it again. Do it again. I mean, she's not mowing down corn stalks in front of her while she drives through. There's clearly a path where she's driving. Really? Yeah. I didn't think there was. I thought she was driving over them. Like, right there, they're not in the field. I think she is. Mm, maybe. Because there's no longer the, the tire path like yeah. there was before. And then, how many takes do you think this took? I don't know, but, um, I like his indignation A here. A gif I want there. How bad, how, like, mad Jonas is. Yeah. And she goes off on him. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. Like, they didn't help at all. But I love this. I, I, just, yeah. I need that. Creature. I need that gift. That that's so perfect. Hello, shit. Why does he have a headset if he still uses the handheld radio? Maybe he uses the headset in between his own vehicles, and that one is attuned to. Are they just automatically all using the same channel? Because that's like the storm chaser. The storm chaser channel? channel. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do they know they can talk to each other? I like. I, I like the mood change here. The I know. Shift immediately. Yeah. They start to cue you in that um, Bill's feeling something. He's got Sniffing intuition. The dirt. He's good. he's ready to sniff the dirt again. But I do like that somehow Jonas's crew yielded to them and they all got in front. You know, there was no pissing match, no fighting. Um, who Who's going to take the lead? And Well, it's better to follow Bill and figure out what he's going to do right, and steal it for right. yourself if you're behind. But so. but then they don't do that here, right? No, they don't. They, he's like, we have to get us off this road. Yeah. And then... Um, don't. No spoilers, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping. You're right. You're right. I'm jumping ahead. Um, no cows out in this one. No, not in this one. So I'm going to I'm gonna run it back again, take a listen and watch through, see if there's anything else we want to point out. But see how it's mowed down there right when yeah. we started? Like, as we advance here, it's not like that. I, it just cracks me up a rabbit. He's so aloof. Like, you're the navigator. You have no idea. He's like, hold on, let me double check here. Oh, it's the highway. <laughs> now they're just driving through a field. And look how they come out. You're going to see it. Oh, baby. I thought they showed it from overhead. They do in a minute. Oh, yeah, right there. Like, there, I don't really don't think there was a path. I'm pretty sure that it was just them. <laughs> She's insane. You're insane, Joe. What are you trying to do? Get somebody killed? 
It took me a long time to realize that in that moment she was referring to the, the initial encounter with the encounter. Like for years, I was like, "You didn't stop. Why would he stop?" Like, no, but, she meant when, yeah. But she was referring to twenty minutes ago, not. I have to get off of this road. What really six months ago? Right. How long we've been doing this podcast? But really, only twenty minutes in the movie. We're almost an hour into the film, and actually, tonight's episode is the halfway point. The, I'm not sure the how film I feel has a hundred and thirteen minute runtime. And we are here finishing minute 56. Are we planning on doing a minute-by-minute minute throwback of the uh, credits? We, we've already discussed this. I don't remember. I no, don't. remember I said we, we would go through the credits up until the minute ends where the non-black screen ends. Like, we'll, we'll do the credits that roll at the end of the film while they're still, like, the crew's still in the background. Mm-hmm. They're doing that, like, flyaway shot. Mm-hmm. But as soon as a minute starts with a black screen that's just credits, we're, we're going to do that entire piece. We're not going to do it. Whose line is it anyway, Stop. This is the exact conversation we had a few episodes ago. Oh. <laughs> like, literally, so, it's the exact same thing you so brought I was, up. So I was funny then, and I'm funny now. Mm, yes, sure. Because I said, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not that funny on the spot. And you're like, well, I can't do it by myself. Yeah, that sounds like an argument we'd have. Yeah. All right, I'm done. Oh, wait, no, I wanted to say that I, I liked the the mood change at the back, but I like the music change with it. Like, it helped. No, yeah, that's super fun. It's, uh, they have that, um, the, what I call, like, the tornado theme where it's like, the, mm. like do you know what instrument, instrument that would be? I would probably hear it, but wouldn't it, like, it was strings. It was, like, cellos. Right, well, I was trying to narrow it down. If you thought it was bass or cello. It's right here. Right now, kind of got the engine kind of went over top of it. We're gonna have to get off of this road. I do. I like, know what you're talking about, though. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. like cello or bass or something yeah. low like that. I do like how Viola. ominous the sky looks, and mm-hmm. then the shot. <laughs> Sunny cumulus clouds behind him. Yeah, it's just. I'm telling you, they have sky coverage continuity issues in they, this. They film. do, but it was bright and sunny when they were driving through the cornfield too. But I saw right. on I was doing a random search because I updated our, our logo and backgrounds just to kind of mix it up. And as I was doing searches the other day to try to find something to to use and work with, I found um, like not quite Matchbox size cars, but. Um, maybe like, I don't know what that would be. One eighteenth scale. I may be way off on that. Um, yeah, like hand size models of her My yellow. Hand or your G- hand. Yours. Of the yellow Jeep and the red, the red, um, pickup. His wasn't quite done, although they had Dorothy in the back, but the yellow one was done very accurately. Like the paint jobs, the rust, like the stickers, it was very well done, but uh, inside on like the dash, he had a little camera and <laughs> binocular, like everything that she had, he had in the car. It was really cool to to see. Um, but we'll talk more about this shot with the uh, blue cloudy skies for minute fifty seven. Is that's where we're at? Is he like super sweaty? No, I think it's a reflection. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, I think it's playing with you. I think your clouds or sun is shining down either here or or in the oh, inverse. Okay. Yeah, I don't think because I think you would see that. I think you would see it move. Yeah, see that. Yeah, it's like some kind of reflection. His his shirt's a little darker. The reflection's a little lighter. So, 
All right. I think that's it. So thanks for listening to Minute 56 of the Solid F2 podcast. And Kelly and I will be back again real soon with Minute 57. Ooh, the outro doesn't want to work. You're going to have to vamp here. I don't vamp. You don't vamp? Are you sure? I no. think you could vamp. Well, you're trying to make me clearly, but I'm not going to. Why don't you spin the fin- fidget spinner for us a little? I did. My fingers started to hurt. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more.